and welcome to another episode of Passion for Passions. I'm your host, Marcus, and I love passions. So today we will be covering the episodes 381 through 391. Um, I'm really trying to hammer through them, but as is usual for passions, there is a lot that can happen in a short period of episodes, and there's also times where nothing seems to happen for a long period of episodes. So we've got a handful of things that have been occurring, and I'm going to kind of just go through the episodes in a sense um, to kind of talk through them. Although again, sometimes it's like really nothing happens, but other times things do. What I was trying to get to the end of was Sheridan being, you know, confirmed as okay, um, basically. And also I was curious, like, hey, what's going to happen with Ethan? Because he says he's going to choose the woman he's going to marry tonight, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. And fortunately, we do get some information on those things. Great. So, starting out with episode 381, that Ethan had chose Teresa. Let's not forget that. But there's a moment where they imply it's a dream because Teresa wakes up in bed. Um, she's like, blah, 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 blah. Um, but then it's not a dream. That was just a fake out. It's real. Interesting. I feel like we haven't had a dream reveal than fake out dream reveal yet. So I like that. That was kind of unexpected. Normally it's just, it's a dream. Not, it's a dream. No, it's real. Anyway. Gwen gives back the ring, which I thought was interesting because I feel like that speaks to her character. We've never really seen her behave that way, I feel, before. Where she is, like, graceful and, and gracious or something. Like, when she really doesn't have to be. Like, what has happened is really shitty. Ethan chooses this girl he barely knows over the girl he's been dating for ten years that... You know, it doesn't really come across as the most mature or intelligent decision to make. But again, you know, maybe... I don't know. We don't know what Ethan is thinking really ever. Like, is he realizing that maybe his family pushed him together in this relationship and he really doesn't know what he wants? He's just been going along with it all this time. You know, maybe. Because obviously he didn't want to marry Gwen. He just felt like pushed by all these angles that he finally went through with it. Almost. Um, so I don't know. Maybe... It doesn't make sense for Ethan to choose Teresa, maybe not to marry her, but to choose to not marry Gwen anyway. But, um, yeah, anyway, I thought that was interesting that Gwen gives back the jewels. Um, or the ring. I think she also gives, but she gives back the ring, but she also gives back, I think, the, um, like, rare necklace of pearls or whatever that was his grandmother's. Um, anyway, now we're back, and Hecuba is threatening Tabitha and Timmy, because of course she is. Um, we'll see more of that, of Hecuba anyway, in the magical mystery madness coming up. Um, but going back to the whole thing with Sheridan, because she's back from the Christmas episode, what I want to know is why did they do that brain dead thing when Sheridan was fine and she really didn't need a machine to breathe her and everything, and the living will and whatnot? And I looked it up because um, I was wondering, I'm like, is this related to any real life events that might have been happening at the time? Because, you know, soap operas like to draw from real life. And I realized that the Terry Schiavo case actually started in 1998. The thing is, I don't know if like that was a big deal then or if it only became a bigger deal in the 2000s. Because I remember seeing that on the news, and, like the fight um, about that. So I'm like, if that was big then, then maybe that was what that was trying to play off of in some shitty way um 
but I don't know. Something funny also is that Eve is like still a Sheridan and Louis Louise Stan. Um, continuously, she's she's been painted this way where she really cares about Sheridan and Louise being together for like a no reason. That's like her OTP, I guess. Um, but yeah, so she's happy for them being together again. Really happy. Um, and with I mentioned Hecuba earlier. Hecuba's telling Kay she needs to get Charity's fingernails, so Charity, um, for whatever. Um, so Kay gracefully is like, hey, um, I want to give you, like, a, um, what is it called when you do the fingernails and stuff? A pedicure, I think it's called. Anyway, um, so she goes to do that, but as soon as Kay gets close to Charity, Charity sees a monster instead of Kay and freaks out. Episode 382. Let's continue this train. Louise is mad that Ethan pulls the plug on Sheridan. But I'm like, dude, it was in her will. You're not supposed to go against the will. I mean, I guess you can because the person's dead. But you're not supposed to. This is what Sheridan wanted. Calm down. And similarly, aside from that, Louise can just not give... Ethan and Teresa, uh, his blessing. He's just not happy about it. Now we're back to other side of things. Ivy's defending Ethan's pro- proposal to Teresa. Um, but the rest of the Cranes, the rest of the Hodgkiss clan are mad, as they should be. I do appreciate that Ivy defends Ethan so much um, that she's not blinded by other, you know, aspects. But I'm sure because she understands, like, the love that she has that she could not express... You know, she's seeing that here Ethan has the chance for that true love. And so she's going to defend him to get what she could not have. Um, Randomly, during a big fight, Ivy reveals that she didn't want to marry Julian. She reveals this to um, the Hodgkisses for, like, basically no reason. Um, But yeah. Um, So Rebecca is, like, scheming and all like, if I'm right, you're going to get Ethan back. For me, I'm like, really? But she does start to piece together, you know, the things that she's seen that, oh, you know what, really probably happened was that Ivy was in love with Sam. That's why he's the picture in the locket. And uh, this must be their child together. Um, Yeah. Oh, something that was funny about Luis not being able to give his blessing. Um, When, when, <laughs> sorry, when Ethan and, and Teresa come into the hospital because Sheridan comes back, basically. She's fine. She's not dead, even though they, you know, unplugged her. She's fine. She's totally fine. I believe. Yeah, Sheridan and... Sorry, I'm, like, getting confused about when the Christmas episode happened. I guess it already happened, so Sheridan was already okay. But anyway... Um, Sheridan is basically there in the room when Ethan and Teresa reveal that they're going to get married. And Sheridan makes this weird face, like, of total shock. She's like, you're getting married? Congratulations! And it's so funny because she's, like, so shocked. Um, and Luis is very unhappy. But yeah, okay, episode 383. Basically, Rebecca is looking for proof about Ivy and Sam, so Glenn covers for her. Um, Rebecca goes into the bedroom again, Ivy's bedroom, and uh, we know 
that the laptop, Teresa's laptop, is in Ivy's room. So we're like, oh no. Um, yeah, as I said before, Louise cannot accept the love between Ethan and Teresa still. Um, yeah, he continues to confess to Sheridan that he's in love with her, you know? Uh, so kind of a bit silly there. Um, but Sheridan is actually advocating for Teresa. So as a result of that, because of course Luis loves Sheridan, he decides, yeah, okay, I'll give you my blessing. Aw. Very brief summary. That episode was not much to speak of. Um, it's just kind of the impending drama that the laptop is in the room and Rebecca's going to find it. Okay, so episode 384. Um, there's a discussion with Lisa and Sheridan that Ethan and Teresa will simply not be able to get married, which, what, that makes sense, doesn't it? Like, even if they've decided this and if Luis gives his okay, that doesn't mean that the rest of the cranes, the Hodgkisses, are going to be okay with it. Of course not. We know this. Um, but, you know, Teresa's always like, it'll just work out. Um, we get some dramatic moment about that where Alistair calls and he says he wants to talk to Teresa. And when he does, he basically just says, welcome to the family. Even though we know that he's unhappy and he doesn't want this to happen, but he's playing that he's okay with it for now. Um, also now it's New Year's Eve. And for some reason, when people are getting ready for the like countdown, they're like not watching TV or listening to the radio or anything they're like it's almost new year's and then they're counting down to the new year on ethan's watch like what the hell is this what are you doing rich people why are you doing it this way why are you not like a bigger party and like what's going on it's very confusing i was very confused um but anyway while at this party um pilar learns that Teresa put her stupid secret files on the pc the laptop that is in the house right now and that it happens to be that Rebecca finds the laptop. Great. Again, why would you put the files on the computer? And if you put them on the computer, why would you put them in a folder called Ethan's Secret? Why? <laughs> Whatever. It's still the funniest fucking thing. Like, maybe anything else that's not conspicuous? I don't know. Anyway. Or hide it? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Um... So yeah, something I forgot to mention, Kay did get the fingernails, though, um, in the end. And gives them over to the gal, uh, Hecuba, because of course she would. And then Hecuba uses them to make her a special potion or whatever. And that is the next step of the process here. And Hecuba unleashes a crow. And first people are like, huh, weird. And the bird crashes through the window and dies. But this is just the start of what's going to happen. First, Jessica, hey Jessica, nice to see you again, visits some freaking like Heaven's Gate style website saying that 2001 is going to be a battle between good and evil in harmony, specifically. Um, and this is just the start because what happens next is psychotic. Um... Birds start flying through the Bennett chimney all around the house. Um, Reese runs in. He's like, oh my god, the house, the birds. Um, good to see Reese again as well. But yeah, it's going nuts in this house. There are birds everywhere. 
Um, and also what happens next. An electric pole, like, outside breaks and falls into the house. And yet the birds are, are still swarming, swarming, swarming. And, like, this is some real the birds shit here. Um, and while this is happening, Hekiba basically reveals herself to Charity. It's like, I will destroy you. And Charity's like, oh, my God. As I would be, too. It's very beyond the pale. This is something unheard of. So very dramatic episode. Now we're on the episode. Oh, and I'm like, everyone was there. So everybody experienced this bird thing. Um, so yes, on to episode 385. Now we have um, that, I believe. So here's a weird thing. I did not write this down. But I'm pretty sure that at this point, um, Rebecca has... No, no, okay. So Rebecca had to get out of the room fast. So she goes out the second floor window and falls right on the Gwen. And that is funny and stupid. Poor Gwen. She doesn't deserve her mother. Rebecca's like a really piece of shit, honestly. Like, Gwen isn't great or hasn't been great, but I feel like she's getting better. But now it's like her mom is so terrible. But yeah. So let's see what happens next. Ivy goes to check in on Sam. But Sam throws her out like, go home now. Because Ivy heard about this crow craziness. Um, you know, so that's what's that. Also, apparently, Ethan needs his birth certificate for the marriage paperwork. And Ivy doesn't want him to see it. But wouldn't he have already needed that then for the Gwen wedding? Since he was literally going to get married. Like, very fast. Like, very soon. So why didn't he already see it? I don't know. Um, yeah, so Charity knows who Hecuba is now, but also Hecuba might be a little bit afraid of Charity. Um, and Charity, like, goes Super Saiyan or something and is, you know, basically accosts Kay. He's like, tell us about Hecuba, Kay. Um, but, you know, before this can really play out where Kay has to kind of answer to Charity, then the walls start bleeding in the Bennett household. Great. Um, so on to episode 386. Ethan sees his birth certificate, but the only thing he notices is that he was a 10-pound baby, and he's like, what? Mom, you said me it was such an easy birth. Why do you say it was 10 pounds? Um, doesn't notice anything else. Apparently the birth certificate would say that Sam was her, was the father? I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, Teresa wants her laptop back. And Rebecca and Gwen are coming up for a reason for how Teresa would have and use Ethan's secret info. But I don't like their reasons that they're coming up with. They don't seem accurate to me or, like, sensible. Um, she goes, let's go back to the Bennett household that's, like, bleeding. Um, everyone can see it. I thought I was getting to be another charity thing. Like, she's the only one who saw the K monster face. But everybody in the house sees the bleeding walls. And Charity's like, it's blood. Uh, the walls are bleeding. Um, and uh, so Charity's like flipped out. But everyone else is like reasoning. Oh, the walls used to be red. So it's the red paint seeping through. Um, okay. And I don't know if this happens here. But Eve is like, I'll take a sample of the blood. and Or a sample of the liquid to check what it is. Um. 
Then there's episode 387 and 388. They planned it together for me, so this is like a mix of two episodes. But Rebecca is copying the file onto a floppy disk, but Pilar takes the laptop, like, downstairs. Because she finds it. She interrupts this copying procedure. Also, the copying sound is, like, really loud. But I'm like, I think, yeah, floppy disks did make a sound when you were copying them like that. Hmm. Something else I found interesting is, like, Rebecca, rather tech-savvy. I mean, how old is she supposed to be? As mm, She's got an adult daughter who's getting married, so she's at least 40. Let's say she's 45. Um, 45 years old in the 90s. I don't know what her job is, if she has one, or if she's more like a wealthy wife type person who doesn't really do anything on her own. Um, like that she knows... To bring a floppy disk to copy the file off the computer. Kinda decent knowledge, I would feel, especially in the time period. I don't know. Maybe a lot of people were more tech savvy and then maybe come I don't know. But I was a bit surprised. Either way, that's what she does. But while everyone's out of the way, she fusses and gets the disk out of the laptop. For some reason there's like a huge dramatic problem where she cannot get the disk out. I'm like, normally there's just a button. It's like she was, like, trying to pry something to get it out. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, she gets the disc out and, like, slides it into her bra, I think. Um, I don't remember exactly. Maybe I just imagine that. Who knows what I was doing. Uh, but basically, like, what Gwen and Rebecca are saying is they think that Ethan's going to be disinherited because of this reveal that he was not a crane. Um... And then Teresa will dump him because she wants his money. And then Gwen will come back and console Ethan. And then Julian will adopt Ethan and they'll have money again. Uh, so there's multiple things I don't understand. Why would Teresa keep this information instead of deleting it if she wants Ethan wealthy? Why would she keep a copy of it? You know, that makes no sense. Unless to weaponize against Gwen, I suppose. But then does that suggest that Gwen just wants money, even though she says she loves Ethan? So would it matter? You know, it doesn't really make sense. And also, why would Julian adopt Ethan again? You know, I, I think that's a hard thing to confirm or assume with 100% certainty that that would happen. Um, so this, this is full of holes, really. Um, and so, yeah. Um... Sheridan, you know, is a little bit unstable still after her whole ordeal. Eve comes over because uh, he had, uh, because uh, Louise had called to say, like, oh, she almost passed out again or something. So Eve basically tells Louise not to fuck Sheridan for the time being until she's better. <laughs> yes. Um, so it is what it is. Um, Ethan and Teresa and Louise and Sheridan get to have a little... Happy New Year's couple moment as well. Um, yeah. And then Reese was looking up information regarding some witch story where basically what happened in the Bennett household happened before with crows with bleeding walls. And I'm like, oh my God, just Reese. Reese, even if you do find this information, sharing it is probably not the best idea because that's like such a weird thing to share. Like, and how disturbing. Like, oh, this happened before? For real? Like, no. That's scary. Um, so episode 389. 
Uh, Tabitha gets a big cardboard cutout of her book cover mailed to her house. And once she sees this, she's kind of like, oh, now I'm happy and I can fantasize about being the romance novelist Jackie Collins and who was famous. Um, And I guess, you know, she's really excited about becoming famous until Tabitha remembers she can't be photographed because she's a witch. And witches are just like vampires, apparently, where they can't take their picture. Although, my copy of Hidden Passions has a picture of Tabitha, like an author profile pic. So I'm curious if they explain that away in the story. I still love that this book is like correlated to the story in this way. It's so funny. It's so weird and great. I love it. It's so meta. Um, yeah. Um, so suddenly this, I forgot that Eve recorded um, Sheridan confessing to murdering uh, Martin Fitzgerald, right? She was like having this session with Eve. So that tape is coming back into importance because someone stole Eve's tape. And I was wondering, is that even proof? Like, if you're just saying it's some sort of weird recorded session, she was sleep talking, like, is that proof? Anyway, I was like, who did this? Um, But then she finds out because she gets a call. It's Alistair who stole it, either directly or via, you know, a crony, probably a crony. Why Why on the world would Alistair go out when he could be busy pruning plants or playing with toys you know um but yeah um Luis because he can't have sex with her takes Sheridan on a horse-drawn carriage ride in the snow and it's so cute I was like Jesus this is so cute stop (laughs) I love it though I, I know this happiness will not last so I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can now let me get back to the magic Ekiba has a knife, and she makes Charity float in her bedroom, and she opens a portal to hell in Charity's closet, and things get weird. On to episode 390. Um, Rebecca has the letter, and I'm like, is this real? Um, Ivy Pilar and Teresa are thrown out, and Julian's like, hey, you can marry Gwen, and all this will be forgotten. And then Ethan's like, yeah, you're my true love. And I was like, what? But then I was like, oh, it's a dream of Rebecca's. Okay, this all makes sense now because that was way too fast. But yeah. Um, there was confirmation briefly that Eve's son was Julian's child. Um, I don't know if that was ever confirmed explicitly before, but it's confirmed by Eve here. She pulls out like these little blue booties. I'm like, oh. Um, so yeah, back to the magic though. Charity wakes up suspended in front of the hell portal with like beings of light basically holding her to take her to push her in to hell. And Hecuba says, stuff her in the closet, send her straight to hell. And I found that so fucking funny. I'm sorry. Hecuba is funny. Like I didn't mention it, but there was a previous episode where she's dressed up like an Egyptian, like Cleopatra or something. She's got people fanning her. Love it. Go Hecuba. You are great. Um, I mean, obviously, Tabitha is great, but Hecuba is also great in her own way. So yeah, last episode of this recording, episode 391, people keep showing up at the Crane house, so secrets cannot come out. This is what the show always does, like, make stuff drawn out, but that's okay. Um, 
Also, Chad finally shows up for his DNA test. So Chad's fine. You know, after getting shot, after everything that's happened to him, he is fine. Um, and then there's like a brief moment with Whitney where she gets second place in a um, tennis tournament. And her family's like, what? Why weren't you paying attention? Why weren't you fully focused on the game? And we know because Whitney likes Chad and she's like going to be with him now. So she can't focus because she's thinking about boys. Whatever. Um, but yeah. Um, because of this episode continues where Charity's in front of the closet for hell, the hell closet. Um, Charity is basically shrieking all episode. Goddamn girl. Can you take it down a notch? Like, how is screaming going to stop anything? Um, but the screaming does do something because Mr. Miguel hears her. He can't enter the room, but he can hear her screaming. And um, they're, like, confessing to each other. And Charity's like, I'll never let go. Like, it's Titanic or something. But then love saves Charity. She's able to break free in the hell portal, you know, or the denizens of hell portal that were trying to push her in um, are not able to. I'm like, well, that's so easy. If everything evil can be, like, dispelled by love, that's too easy. Either way, we've obviously got much more to go. You know, we're going to see is Rebecca going to make the reveal to, you know, is Ethan going to find out that he is not a crane? When is that shoe going to drop? We have been holding on to this information for many, 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 many episodes. No idea when it's going to fall. When are Luis and Sheridan going to be broken up and how? Because we know that's not allowed to continue either. Um, I'm assuming that Ethan and Teresa breakup will occur in relation to the reveal to Ethan. Could be wrong, but that'd be my guess. Because Ethan would be like, wow, how would you like not tell me this, Teresa? You're like blackmailing me or doing something to me. I could easily see that being how they break up for now. But yeah, we will see. But probably not anytime soon. So thank you for listening to this episode of Passion for Passions. We will be back in two weeks with another episode.